If you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. But let me explain. It is free, people. They have creative tools that will allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, which will make your life a lot easier. And this way it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, and many other apps that play podcasts. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Just go to the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm online to get started and you can thank me later. Welcome to Strange Talk with Doc. This is your host, Doc. I'm glad that you tuned in. Sit back, relax. We're going to talk about a lot of stuff. We're going to talk about some TV. We're going to talk about some sports. We're going to talk about the Boy Scouts, Trump. We're going to talk about Royce the Five's Nine new album, Allegory. We're just going to get into a bunch of things. Don't worry, I ain't going to bore you with no bullshit. No rumors, no gossips, just my opinion on some things that are going on in the world today. I'm not here to try to open up that third eye of yours. You're going to have to find someplace else to get that done. I'm not here to uh, tell you you're wrong and I'm right about a subject. I'm just letting you hear what's going on in the minds of Strange Talk with Doc. So let's kick this bad boy off and I'm going to say a rest in peace to Janet Du Bois. Those of you who may not know her, and I don't, I think it's kind of hard to figure out anybody who would not know her. She was Walona on Good Times, a classic show. She also sung the song to Sanford and Son. So every day somewhere, this lady will still be seen. Her work will still be enjoyed because those were two classic programs, Sanford and Son and definitely Good Times. Good Times gave people a view into the life of some black people living in the projects who wasn't always living the best of times, even though it's called good times. It's hard to find any black person on in America who does not enjoy one of both of those shows. Tonight, we got a UFC card. It's not a major card, but it's fights and it's Saturday. You got Paul Felder, is going up against Dan Hooker. This should be a good bout. There are a lot of undercard fights. I'm really not going to get into them. Like I said, you never know when you're going to be surprised. Sometimes the big name cards are not the best cards. It's the cards with the guys and chicks that you go, who the fuck is that, you know? And tonight we also have Tyson Fury versus DeAndre Wilder, too. Big heavyweight championship bout. Ended in the draw the first one. Wilder knocked him out, I believe, in the 12th round. Knocked him down in the 12th round. But Tyson got back up. I don't really know how to call this one. Wilder has a puncher's chance at any time. Tyson Fury is the better boxer. I think that is clear. One's a bigger puncher. One's a better boxer. 
They're both undefeated. They both have one draw, which was against each other. So we shall see what's going on with these two. Uh, But if you want to pay for that on pay-per-view, that is your pleasure. Enjoy the card. I will watch that probably tomorrow. It's not like it's going to be something that I am going to ignore. I am a huge sports fan. I love sports. Kyrie Irving is injured. He'll be out more than likely for the season. He had sh- He's having shoulder surgery. This guy is uh, something else. I don't understand him. I don't try to understand him. He's a very confusing character. And, yes, I think Kyrie Irving is a character. I don't know how to call him. He gets voted one of the vice presidents of the NBA Players Association, and good for him. I think he has a lot of people fooled with his intellectual bullshit, but I don't find him to be an intellect at all. I just find him to be one of those guys who, if you can't dazzle somebody with brilliance, he tries to baffle you with bullshit. I am not buying into anybody's belief that the earth is flat. I'm also not buying into anybody's belief that the moon is a hologram of some sort and that dinosaurs did not exist. And these are the kind of things that Kyrie Irving has said with his own mouth. And so Kyrie, the basketball player, fantastic athlete, superstar. I wish he was on my spurs, no doubt about it. But Kyrie Irving, the man, I I really don't give a fuck as far as I'm concerned. We got the XFL. I've been watching the XFL, not like religiously. I usually catch part of the first game on Saturday and basically ignore the second game, and the Sunday games. But to briefly just let you know what's going on, the Houston Roughnecks are playing the Tampa Bay Vikings today. Dallas Renegades are playing the Seattle Dragons. That's the second game today. Tomorrow you got the New York Guardians versus the St. Louis Battle Hawks and the D.C. Defenders versus the Los Angeles Wildcats, which is the late game Sunday. And that's basically the XFL in a nutshell. It is not the worst football. I guess I'm still detoxing from football, and that's the only reason that I'm even looking into this at all, but that's what it is. I spent about four days this week cleaning up my external hard drive. I am a big fan of external hard drives. If you have a lot of movies, you have a lot of CDs, you have a lot of music, and you don't want to keep this stuff on your computer, and you also want to safeguard it, some place that you could have it nice and neat. But unfortunately, I did something that is not normally my style. Over the last couple of years, I've just been throwing stuff on these external hard drives. Now I had to clean them, you know, to have them in order. All the movies in one place, one all the videos in another place, all the songs. And man, this was long, hard, bullshit, tedious work. It took me, like I said, four days, but now everything is in order, and I'm going to make sure that I maintain order. I have two of them, two terabytes. That's how much media that I actually have, enough to fill up two complete terabyte external hard drives. I would say if you do not have one, invest in one. There's no need to no longer have all those DVDs and CDs in your home when you're doing most of the stuff via computer a cloud or something. Just have your files, they're perfect condition. Uh, you'll be able to use them over and over again. They never get broken. They never take up space in your home. 
I, I say go for it. Just Well, that's just me. I like less clutter. I'm a person who likes little to no clutter at all. So we have this Cleveland Browns ex-offensive lineman, Greg Robinson. He was arrested near the border Monday, and he allegedly had possession of 157 pounds of marijuana. And I don't understand why Greg Robinson, with all the legal dispensaries in the United States of America, just didn't open up a weed shop or go into business with somebody who had a weed shop. And then to be near the border, 157 pounds of marijuana is a ridiculous amount of weed. Weed comes in ounces, half ounces. So it's not something that's big and it's not something that's bulky. But 157 pounds of it, I mean, I don't even know. I would love to have seen the vehicle he had this in or the truck or did he have the, the panels in the wall. But I wish him good luck when he comes up against the judge because this is fucking really ridiculous. Like I said, just open up a dispensary. You got them in Vegas. You got them. I mean, you know where they are. They're all over America right now, not in every state which I think they should be in every state. It would make sense. People smoke weed and why not have it legal, taxable, uh, regulated, make sure that it's not tampered with. I mean, rules and regulations, rules and regulations are not a bad thing in this world. I really don't think that they're a horrible thing. I think that when things are over scrutinized, it's pretty bad. But for the most part, to have things regimented, have regulations is not a horrible thing. And I, I wish that he would have just used his noodle. I mean, obviously he still has some money, but I mean, I, who knows where he's getting these drugs from? Like I said, I do not deal with rumor, gossip, or innuendo. I do not know. I only could talk about what has been stated. Other than that, I leave shit alone. Tell you the truth. So old Trumpino this week decides he's going to be Santa Claus and he's passing out pardons left and right. You get a pardon. You get a pardon. You get a pardon. So the former governor of Illinois, Rod Balatrovich, excuse me if I screwed that up, Bernie Kerrick, the ex-police commissioner of New York, who's a real piece of shit, and he also ran the corrections departments in New York. He gets one. Junk King, Junk Bond Kingpin, Michael Milton got one. Ed DeBarlo Jr. got one. He used to be one of the owners of San Francisco 49ers. And Trump is a real piece of work because what he did, and he knew what he was doing, he drags out Jerry Rice, Ronnie Lott, Charles Haley, and Jim Brown, who has absolutely positively nothing to do with the San Francisco 49ers. As you notice, none of these men are white men. For Ed DeBarlo Jr. The only white man who showed up for Ed DeBarlo Jr. was Ed DeBarlo Jr.'s family. There was no there was no David Clark. There was no Joe Montana. It and he used these black men who allowed themselves to be used. They allowed this to happen. And I will never look at Jerry Rice again the same way. Because first of all, with the fucking chicken thing that he did years ago, with the Popeyes, with the big fucking biscuit and the helmet with the fried chicken wing on it, he has to be thinking, how are black people perceiving me as I'm going forward in my life? 
and the way he's being perceived and the way that he's playing himself and to be foolish enough to play himself where he was almost in tears as though this was his daddy. And he has not worked for Ed DeBalo Jr. in excess of 15 to 20 years. He's been a retired athlete. He, okay, that's a friend. I understand you're happy for a friend, but you don't have to kowtow. You don't have to fucking step and fetch and show on national television for Donald Trump because he did a friend of yours a favor. And then let's see. Only Ed and Jerry know how deep a friendship they really have. How often has he gone to visit Ed in prison? How often has he uh, put money on Ed's books? Or done something for Ed as a favor that he might have needed. But that's between those two. And I hope that they're as tight as he proclaimed that they were. So the Boy Scouts tried to hide their money by following Chapter 11. Because once again, sexual abuse claims against this group. This group is a group that should have never been started to begin what is probably always been funded by pedophiles who the fuck sends young boys up into the woods with grown ass men it's always been a disturbing thing i'm glad i never got involved i personally hate the whole idea of the boy scouts some of these men are probably men who don't even pay the attention to their own children i don't think that anybody's vetted properly They've had sexual allegations against them going back all the way to the early 1900s. We are now in 2020. Uh, they always had the boys in questionable clothing. I mean, why are little boys running around with grown men in these little poom poom shorts? First of all, that didn't make sense. Then you have these jamborees that are behind closed doors. Nobody's allowed in. And any time there's smoke, there's fire. And when there's been this much smoke in an organization, we're talking about, they say there's something like 8,000 known pedophiles are scoutmasters today, not over the course of their history, but today. So that meant that this organization has abused boys for the longest. You know, I am very disappointed in Major League Baseball and Rob Manfred in general because he has not done the right thing as far as the Houston Astros cheating scandal goes. He has not went in there and taken that trophy, that hunk of metal, as he likes to call it, away from these guys. I don't even know how they could wear their rings with pride. How are they going to be able to have a 10-year, 15, 20-year reunion of the 2017 world champion cheaters? I hope that they catch pure D hell at every stadium they go in, I'm not saying that the fans should do anything against them, but if we're going to have sports in this country, they have to be above board. People bet millions and millions and millions of dollars on sports in places like Las Vegas, online, and anywhere the sports gambling is allowed. And I don't understand why Vegas hasn't put their two cents in and say, we need you to do something so that people safely know that they're not betting on fixed events. This is not the fucking WWE where the outcome is already known before the match starts. We have to have our sports clean. If our sports, I mean, our world is dirty enough. Our world is dirty enough. Our politics are dirty. Our criminal 
justice system is dirty. But sports were supposed to be the pure, clean, the better man or woman wins. And when we have this and you get busted and there's no real punishment because $5 million to a billionaire ain't shit. That's two quarters to you. That's all it is. It's you spending two quarters. So, you know, $5 million, I mean, they should be banned from postseason play. They should be just out there playing for nothing for at least two or three years. The U.K. did it right. They had a soccer team get involved with some bullshit, and they banned them from winning the championship for the next two years. So they know for a fact that they could do, they could be in first place, and it won't mean nothing because they have to pay the piper. Sometimes you have to pay the piper. So there's a new CBA that the owners approve, and they're waiting for the uh, NFL players to also approve it. They're talking about 17-game schedule and an extra team in the playoffs. Am I against this? No, I can't be against this because I love the NFL, and it's an extra week. But if the guys are compensated properly, I mean, we're going to know that there's going to even be more injuries that week 17 is going to be shit for all playoff teams because they're not going to play anybody. Now, what's the major problem to me is this. A team locks up first place and they get a bye. Are they going to now also sit their players that 17 week and the next week? And then when they come back and play football for the first time two weeks later, these guys would have not played a down in over two to three weeks. I mean, is that going to be good football or teams that are clinching will be the ones knocked out because they are going to be a little off? I mean, we'll see how this goes. Uh, It's up to the players to do what they're going to do. So here we go again, people. This week, we now have one, but we have two internet social media challenges. First, we have the asinine skullbreaker challenge, where I guess you stand in the middle of somebody, you jump in the air, and they sweep your feet out from under you, where you basically land blindly with the back of your head crashing into whatever substance is on the ground. If you're lucky, at least you're on a fucking mat. If you're unlucky, you're outside on concrete, and you take the chance of scrambling your brains at a very young age. I think it's stupid. I think that we're pretty asinine when it comes to just following any trend because somebody else does it. People want to do it. We live in such a follow-the-leader society. People are so scared to be leaders, but it's easy to follow. Why aren't more parents, why aren't more teachers, why aren't more media people promoting the fact to lead and not follow. Sure, it's scary to be the person out front, but that's where the real reward is. That's where the real shit happens. Not the person who hides in the fucking background in the shadows and they just get the crumbs that fall. And then they complain about things aren't going their way because you never took the initiative to be the leader. I actually posted this week that everybody loves to post somebody else's positive motivational memes and nobody wants to take two minutes of their fucking day to create one of their own some inside your heart inside your mind inside your soul 
is a positive message that you can give to somebody else that you don't have to inherit. You don't have to ape somebody else's words. Inside you is something powerful enough. We've all been born with it. Just dig deep enough, bring it out, and that word, your word, will help somebody or it, will, it can break somebody down. But you don't have to use others. But like I said, love to follow. So then you got the J-Lo bikini challenge. J-Lo is not going to be built like the average working woman who has children. J-Lo has trainers, nutritionists. She has time. The energy, the determination, I'm not taking anything away from her. It takes a lot to do and look the way she does. But she also tours. She also has a residency where she's dancing her ass off every fucking day. And every woman should not be flaunting her body online in the bikini. I understand that women empowerment is a huge thing. Yes, and you should be proud of who you are. I don't give a damn if you're fat, you're skinny, you're ugly, you're young or you're old. Be proud of yourself. But being proud of yourself does not mean that you have to flaunt yourself to the next person. It's none of my fucking business what you look like in a bikini. And we got to get to the point where likes are not so fucking important that you feeling a certain way about yourself that you actually need likes. You need comments from strangers to boost your ego. You know if you should be in a fucking bikini or not. You know if you should be wearing a one-piece or a two-piece on a beach. You know it. And you don't need nobody to tell you. And if it's beautiful, great. If it's fucked up, great. Own it either way. But we don't all have to see it. We really don't. It's none of our business. It has nothing to do with us. And you know what? Have enough dignity and pride to say to yourself, no, 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 no. This ain't for me. Everything ain't for me, you know? So they made some arrests in New York City for this Tessa Majors killing. One is a Luciano Lewis. He's 14 years old. A Rashawn Weaver. He's 14 years old. They also have a third suspect, but he's 13, so he can't be named because he's a juvenile. I hope New York dotted their I's and crossed all their T's. They can't have an another exonerated five situation with this Tessa Major situation. I feel bad for her. I feel horrible for them that they thrown their youth away. Uh, this is going to be a hot button topic. This is going to be ongoing. Uh, we'll see how the trial goes, who defends them, who screams on one side, who screams on the other side. But a place that's already divided, a country that's already divided, and this is going to, race is going to play a big part in this. Don't think for a second that race, corruption, the New York City Police Department, all those type of things will come up in this discussion. And uh, so it should be interesting. It's sad, actually, but interesting. So the NBA is back, people. We got the NBA back. Uh, today, we got the 76ers versus the Bucks. The Rockers are going to play the Jazz. Tomorrow, we got the Celtics versus the Lakers. The Papers are playing the Raptors. My Spurs are playing OKC. Monday, we got the Magics versus the Nets. The Grizzlies versus the Clippers. Tuesday, we got the Bucks versus the Raptors. You got Zion Tuesday finally playing 
LeBron and the Lakers. That's a be there, be square game, people. You got the Celtics versus the Trailblazers. Maybe Damon Lillard will be back. I don't know. Wednesday, you got the Mavs versus my Spurs. The Grizzlies are playing the Rockets. The Celtics are playing the Jazz. Thursday, you got the Trailblazers playing the Pacers. Friday, you got the Pelicans. The only reason we're bringing this game up is because of Zion Williamson. The Pelicans are playing the Cavs, who's a throwaway game. We should kill them. OKC is also playing the Bucks Friday, and the Nuggets are playing the Clippers, which should be an outstanding game. So that's pretty much your NBA, what I consider to be the best games of the week coming up. Now, before we get out of here, I did promise that I was going to talk about this. I am going to, before I get to Royce the Five Nines allegory CD, which was dropped, I want to just go over some quick television with you. I hope you're still hanging in there. I appreciate it. Once again, this is Strange Talk with Doc. If you have a suggestion, a comment, anything, hit me up. Just look me up on Instagram, Strange Talk with Doc, or Facebook, Strange Talk with Doc. And my information on how to reach me is located. You can send me a message. You can send me a suggestion, a comment, anything. I'm not asking you to subscribe. If that's what you feel, then that's what you do. If you don't, no big deal. That's not why I do this. So I watched a series on Netflix called QB1. This was season three. I've seen the first three, two seasons. Season three was good as usual. Criminal Minds ended. It's over, people. They wrapped up Criminal Minds. The series finale was this week. So if you haven't seen it, I mean, I enjoyed it. It wasn't great, but I enjoyed it. I'm still holding on Tommy. I have not seen the first episode of Tommy, and I think I got three in a can. Lincoln Rhymes, I'm into that. I have not seen this week's episode, but I will be checking that out. Family Guy came back. Family Guy is great. So I guess even as I get older, I still have a cartoon in my life. Some things, I guess, never change from youth to death. For life, I like the first episode. I have not seen episode two yet, but I'm figuring out that this guy needs to learn some smoothness. He's not smooth as of yet, but he's going to have to work that out. And I'm figuring as the series goes along, the more he's in court, the more smooth operator he'll be. I like the premise. I like the show. So, so far, so good with For Life. The Good Doctor was outstanding this week. Very, it's a, just a great show. This is us outstanding as usual. The biggest losers for those people who like to watch fat people cry over almost anything. But unfortunately, I'm a fan of the show, so I watch. I also watch Ink Master. Ink Master, I love tattoos. I'm heavily tattooed myself. So Ink Master is a show I love to see if there's any new art out there, any hot uh Stuff that I could look for, even though I don't have a lot of space. I actually have no space between arms and uh, and wrists on either arm. I have a lot of my legs done. But I'm always interested in maybe there's something I could throw on a thigh or something. Because uh, I've been looking for something for my hand, but I can't figure out what I want to get for my hand. SVU, I watched that today. I haven't seen it. And for anybody that's not watching Curb Your Enthusiasm, you really need to be watching this show. It is crazy. 
only way I could describe it is just crazy. I'm still still into McMillions about the uh, McDonald's uh, monopoly scandal, but this is not something that I rush to watch the episodes each week because it can be a little boring. You can, I would not recommend marathoning this show at all. I'm hoping for a brand new fresh SNL tonight. Looking forward to that. So let's get to this Royce the Five Nine allegory CD, and then I'm gonna tell you farewell until the next show. So I want to start off by saying to this, this is a first reaction review, okay? I did not fast forward through the songs. I did not rewind the songs. I did not listen to any of the songs more than one time. So it's a first reaction review. Now I'm going to give you in a nutshell what I thought. Four of the songs made my play rotation, meaning they will be on my car. They will be in my uh, my normal rotation, the music that I save. Seven of the songs were really short or skits. Five of the songs, I'm going to need to hear these fucking songs again to get a sense if I like them or not. Two of them, for sure, I already know I do not fucking like them. I don't care how many times I listen. I will never like them. This was not a great CD by Royce, but it was not a bad CD by Royce. He has some things to say, so let's get to it. Mr. Grace was the intro, right? It was a a father, I guess, speaking to a son, and it sounded a lot like a poem to me. And the beat almost sounded like a Spike Lee beat from one of his like uh, Do the Right Thing movies or something like that. This is not something that you want to listen to over and over again, but it was pretty cool. The message is what made the song. Dope Man featuring E-Manny and Cedric the Entertainer. It had a funky-ass 1970s groove line. At one point, I thought Royce the Five-Nine was J. Cole, actually. And I'm going to need to listen to this one again. This made my need to listen to this one again. Okay, I don't age. The music didn't hit me at all. I didn't like the music at all, right? His raps were tight, so I'm going to have to hear this one again. Maybe it'll wear on me. And then he had Pendulum featuring this Ashley Sorrell. It was okay. The raps were tight. The chick voice was really nice on this one. I'm going to need to hear this one also again. Okay, I play forever, featuring a guy named Graf. This Graf guy sucks ass. I'm sorry, he fucking sucks. This song is not for me. I don't think I'll be fucking with this one at all, ever again. Then we had a song called Ice Cream. It, now it was a story with a woman speaking to a boy. It's just one of those little short ones. Then On My Block featuring Oswin, Benjamin, and DJ Premier. I wasn't feeling it. Just because you throw DJ Premier and Royce the Five Nine's name on something doesn't automatically mean anything to me. So I wasn't feeling that song. Then this generation is broken. It was 16 seconds long. What can I say? Fucking 16 seconds. Overcome a fiction, West Side Gun. West Side Gun really sucks. 
Royce doesn't come in until two minutes and 16 seconds into the song. So it's not even worth dealing with the first two minutes and 16 seconds to get to Royce's part. So I, I'm passing on that one. I'm never going to hear that song again. I don't give a fuck what he said about uh, Yellow Wolf. It's not enough to intrigue me to stick with this song. Then we have Miss Grace. Somebody speaking to a little girl. There's a message there speaking to a little girl, but I'm past. Thou Show featuring Kid Vicious. This is a hell no. Never again. I did not like this song at all. Then we had a song called Fubu featuring Conway the Machine. This was the best beats that I heard on this CD so far. Uh, and the best song that I heard on the CD so far. So it is definitely in my rotation. Fubu. Then a black man's favorite shoe. It was a Jordan skit. I guess he was talking about Air Jordans. It was very short. He spoke some racial stuff. It's a skit, really not a song. Then we had Upside Down featuring Ashley Sorrell and Benny the Butcher. Everybody's so hyped about this Benny the Butcher. I don't get it. I don't give a fuck who he's signed to. Makes no difference to me. He could be signed to every record label at one time and be called the biggest rapper phenomenon of all time. And I don't get it. This song sucked ass. Then we got Perspective. It was Eminem speaking on race and hip-hop. So this is really not a song either. Then there was Trick with King Crooked. This shit was hot. It's in my rotation. I like this song a lot. I'm going to be listening to this. Then we got Black People in America. I'm going to actually use Black People in America next week as a topic of discussion for my podcast because he hit on some subjects one being anti-vaxxers, and the other one was this Back to Africa movement. I think that's something I have a lot to say about, so I definitely will be hitting up on my next show. This is not a very long song. It's, it's not a song that I'm going to listen to again, but it did leave me with a topic of discussion, and I appreciate Royce to 5-9 for that. Then there's a song called Black Savage featuring Cy Ray, the Kid, White Gold, Chai, the Prince, and T.I. I wish the drums were thicker on this, but the beat was banging. I just, damn, man, I wish somebody remastered this and put some deeper beats on them drums because this song is kicking and it's definitely in my rotation. Rhinestone Do-Rag. The song was way too fucking short. I wish it was longer. I wanted more of this particular song. He had a little message to say to the guys coming behind him. So I kind of dug that. Then there was Young World featuring Vince Staples and G. Perico. This song made it into my rotation. I thought it was a very good song. I like the beat. I like the song. I like the words. This one's a winner. My People Free featuring Ashley Sorrell again. I didn't feel this one on first listen, so I'm going to need to hear this one again. Maybe it'll wear on me. And that's the same that goes for the very last song on the track, which is called Hero featuring White Gold. 
I'm not feeling it. I mean, so I might need to hear this one again. Now, I thought, for as far as I know, don't lock me in on this. I believe Royster 5-9 actually produced his own CD. He produced these tracks. And he has some still growing to do as far as uh, beats. But then this is a different age. Beats don't grab you like they used to. And what I mean by that is when you hear M.O.P., that beat, as soon as that fucking song came on, it snatched you. You were saying, what is getting ready to happen here? You know what I'm saying? An old Dre beat, an old uh, Timberland beat, those beats punched you in the mouth before you they even opened their mouth to say a word. So he had a couple where he really could have did it. Black Savage, if he would have put more bass line on them damn drums, man. I mean, if he would have pumped them drums up more, that song would be a number one hit. I am I am 100% certain of it. But like I said, I guess if somebody puts out a CD and you can get four songs out of the CD that's going to be in your rotation, I guess you would have to say that that CD is a thumbs up. So I appreciate Royce's work. I appreciate his energy. He seems to have grown, even though there's still some, no matter how woke a person gets, there's always mention of drugs. Always. I mean, if I'm going to be woke, we're not going to talk about drugs. Not in any kind of way about cooking in the kitchen and pots on the stove. We're going to leave that shit alone and we're going to talk about other stuff. We're going to talk about some uplifting, some power conscious shit, not stuff that's still going to bring down the masses because there was part raising and part lowering on the same CD. So it's it's convoluted and it's kind of uh, confusing. And in my mind is mature. I've been in the world. I've lived in the world. I've seen things. So I don't know how a young mind would take this. One second you're saying one thing, next second you're saying the next. So, and see, I'm not one of those people who break down. I have a life. I don't have to break down a fucking rap or CD word by word, text by text, quote by quote. I have other things to do with myself. They're not that important. They're here. Rap is like a movie, a video, a book, and a TV show. It is here to entertain me. I am not learning my life's lessons from any rapper on the planet. I don't give a fuck if you think you're KRS-One, you're Tupac Shakur, Biggie Smalls. You're not teaching me shit. I might be able to teach you something, but I'm not listening to my rap artists and my TV and movie stars to entertain, other than entertain me, not to educate me. You know what? I'm not that confused. I'm not that lost. Everything a celebrity says is not so hot. And that's just the way it goes. But I'm going to tell you people, like I tell you each and every time, I appreciate you. I thank you for listening in. And I would like to wish you nothing but peace to you and peace to yours.